Well, turn in your Bibles tonight to James chapter 2. What I want to talk to you about tonight is works, good works. You know, because we're saved by grace, you know, that's what we're taught. We're saved by grace. We're not saved by good deeds that we've done. And you know, in fact, when I was a youth pastor at another church, um, one of the kids said, I just hope when the time comes for me to either die or that the that Jesus comes back for us, I hope I'm ready. I hope I've done enough. And I looked at her and I said, what are you talking about? You know, you don't have to sit and wonder, am I going to be okay? I don't have to wonder, did I do enough? Because the Word says that we're saved by grace. It's not by anything we've done. It's unmerited favor. We have to just accept Jesus and we're saved. Simple as that, right? So a lot of times because of that being saved by grace, we seem to kind of forget that there is still a need for works. You know, being saved is just the first part, right? That's the first step is receiving Jesus. But there's more after that that needs to be done. So what I want to talk to you tonight about is the reason for those works. The whole point behind doing good works. So let's look in James chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 14. And I will try... Not to read too much tonight, but man, there's just a lot of good stuff there. How many of y'all like the book of James? I love it, man. That's one of my favorites. Let's start in verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? Do you all understand what that means? You know, you can tell somebody all day long, I hope you have a good day, and... Man, I hope you got full, but if you didn't feed them anything, if you don't do anything but speak to them, you're not going to influence their life any. You're not going to make them have a good day. You're not going to in any way change anything about them. You know what I think of when I hear that? I think of that Scripture that talks about those that have a form of godliness but they deny the power of it, see? They, they have an outward appearance of godliness, but there's nothing to back it up. Verse 17, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, 
and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Now this I'll tell you something about faith, y'all. What is faith? Hebrews 11 defines faith for us. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the very thing hope is made of. This scripture we just read tells us that even the devils believe. Right? So, your faith is absolutely worthless without works. Some tangible thing that can back up that faith. Without evidence of that faith. You know, uh, faith is, is, is a good thing, but there needs to be something produced from it. There needs to be something that comes out of that faith. Otherwise, what is the point in wasting your time believing in something if nothing comes out of it? You know, many times you'll read in the, in the Gospels where Jesus encountered someone possessed by a demon. And what happened? First of all, you're right, Brother Tim, He, he delivered them. But those, those devils, those demons acknowledged who He was. They knew who He was. They submitted to His authority. So you may say, well, you know, I believe in God. I believe that when I was a child, I was saved. I asked Jesus to come into my heart. But what come after that? What did you build on that foundation? We talked about that a couple weeks ago. About a foundation that was laid. And the things you built on top of it, one day they're going to be tried by fire. Hope something's left standing. Let's continue on. Verse 20, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Are y'all starting to see a pattern? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son up on the altar? Justified by works. You know, they use Abraham as an example. What did Abraham do? He took his son, laid him on an altar, and was prepared to sacrifice his son. You know, I I don't know exactly how all this played out. The movies always kind of dramatize everything. And, you know, he's, he's right in the middle of a downward plunge when all of a sudden he hears a ram caught over there. Maybe it happened that way. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Timing doesn't really matter. The point is that because of his actions, see, he was, he was being obedient to what God had said. And you know what that means? That's works. He had belief, he had faith in his God to provide, right? And because of his obedience, the thing that he was about to do, that God commanded him to do, what would happen if he wouldn't have done it? 
we wouldn't have probably ever heard about Abraham. Right? We would have, he would have never been recorded as, as the father of faith. Hebrews 11 would have talked about somebody totally different. Because it's that, it's the actions that came along with the faith that make the faith important. That makes it tangible that people can see it and say, oh yeah, he's got faith. Not because he said, I have faith, but because we saw what he did in result of the faith he had. <clears throat> I know this is a little more of a Bible study tonight, but that's okay. Verse 22, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. <clears throat> now y'all look at... Verse 17, verse 20, and verse 26. Three times in those verses it tells us, faith without works is dead. Okay, I'm going to bring this down to a level that you may not have ever considered before, you may have. But it's simple, it's tangible, it's something that everybody here is, is going to be able to hang on to. Sometimes it's, these, these things are kind of, yeah, okay, but how does that apply to me? Right? Faith without works is dead. We've, we've made that point. So that means faith, whatever... Whatever capacity that you have for faith, it means if you don't do something with it, it's useless. Real easy. Now I want to show, I want to show you a couple scriptures that are going to increase what you understand about what the scriptures telling you. Hebrews eleven and six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. This is one example, okay? I want you to later on go and look through everything you know about faith and find a scripture that talks about faith. And I want you to realize what this is telling us tonight is that all of those things you know about faith, It says that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. I want you to go a little bit further and say, 
without faith and without the works, because it said faith without works is dead, right? Without faith and without works, it is impossible to please Him. Because if you have faith and you say, oh, I believe in God, I believe in what Jesus did, and you don't ever do nothing with it, how are you going to please God? You see that? Man, that's simple. Every time you can think of now where it talks about faith, you need to include works. What are works? Man, demonstrations of faith, that's right. You can just, I mean, you can sit here all night and come up with examples of good works. Helping somebody. Listening to God and and going and praying for somebody when He impresses upon you. Sharing a word with somebody. But it's not just that. It also applies in your own personal life. When you say, yeah, I believe in God. Remember that Scripture that says, in all thy ways acknowledge Him. Lean not on your own understanding. And He'll direct your paths. You see, when you, when you really have faith and you put that faith to work in your life, you'll start to see those Scriptures become alive to you. Because all of a sudden, that faith that you say you have, when you put works with it, it becomes energized. It becomes useful. You see, you can sit here all day long and claim that you believe God is going to provide But until you put that faith into action and you lean on Him and say, no matter what, I'm not going to interject my own thoughts into this situation. I'm trusting God is going to provide. See, that's faith in action. That's that's putting God to the test, not in in a bad way, but letting God prove what He already has said He will do. Faith without works is dead. I've always heard that. And I understood what it meant. But what it really means to me is that faith alone without works is dead. It's useless. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't even help you. It's, it's a, you know what it is? It's, one, it's, it's like kids that carry around these little Snuggies. It's, it gives you comfort. But it's a false comfort. It's a false sense of security if you don't put works with it. Because you're believing God's going to do something, but all along you're going on and doing whatever you want to do anyway. All along, you're not really putting God in the place He needs to be and allowing Him to do what it is He needs to do. We see a lot of people today that are suffering. A lot of people are struggling. I mean, look at these groceries we got setting up here, y'all. You know, we could... Sit here and pray every Sunday until Thanksgiving. God, help these people. God, provide for these people. But you know, somebody's got to move. Somebody has to do something. 
Now look, I'm a firm believer that God's going to provide. But you know what? God uses His people as an instrument. He uses His people as tools to, to perform the works that He wants done. Very few times do you ever see an action where somebody goes out to a mailbox and opens it up and there's just a check that just came from nobody. Or you walk outside and money just rolls down off the roof and falls on your head. It just don't happen, does it? God could do that if He wanted to. But what does He choose to do? He chooses to put it in the heart of somebody here. Go help that person. Give them a hundred dollars. Go take them some groceries. That little still small voice that if we're listening, if we really hear God, we're trying to have some works going along with them. See, we can sit here and pray, but you got to move too. There is a time and place that you have to put that faith into action. Faith without works is dead. Useless. No help to anyone. Can't be pleasing to God if you don't have some works to go along with your faith. Man, that's the one that hit me the hardest as I was studying. Can't be pleasing to God. I'm not see. I've known that scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. What does that even mean? I have to believe what God says, right? I have to walk in accordance to His Word. Wait, what a minute. What was that? That was an action, wasn't it? See, I have to believe this Word. That's faith. But if I don't ever change nothing, it doesn't do me any good, does it? If I don't ever put this Word into action and have some works to go along with that belief, it didn't do me a bit of good to know what it said. You can know promises of God all day long, but until you stand on one of them promises and say, Devil, I resist you in the name of Jesus because I know who I am in Jesus Christ. Until you put faith into action, it's useless. That shield of faith that he talks about over in Ephesians chapter 6. What do you do with the shield? You hold it up in front of you, don't you? Action. You use it to block with. You may even take it and hit somebody with it. Action. Shield of faith. If you didn't ever pick it up, oh, I got me a shield. I got a shield back there now. Don't make me go get my shield. And you just leave it sitting there, it ain't going to do you no good, is it? It's a shield. You have to use it. It's a weapon. It's a tool. Defense. Faith without works is dead. 